0: Wow. So my mom made him one for me and then one for my cousin and I was in like 5th grade and I wore these to class pictures. So
1: wow. wait, wait. Are you yes. saying you were
0: just Yes, no, yes, picture it. As a little slave girl. Yes, yes I was. Yes I was. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes I was. Christ.
1: Yes. Living glam. Living rock. Living with, Living with Jonathan and Katie. And Katie. Six, seven, eight. Welcome, Welcome to living with Jonathan, with Jonathan and katie
2: That's the best it's gonna be. That
1: is, you guys. Are we nominated for a Grammy?
2: <laughs> um, I think we may just be.
1: Do you remember, like, in the two thousands, you know, chunky highlights were there, and it was everyone like, like, Christina Aguilera. I feel like to the Grammys, she wore like a belt as a skirt, <laughs> and then her, she had a scarf, and then she made it into a top, and it just like held her boobs up. Yeah. And I then do. she had like a probably a newsboy cap on. Ew. Because people are like, it's the Grammys. I'm rock and roll. Yeah, and that's what I wore to homecoming that year too.
2: <laughs> Beautiful. You gotta sh- you gotta show out, kids out there listening. If you're going to a winter formal, if you're going to homecoming,
1: if you're going if to you're prom, going to a hoedown, yeah, we loved. I love to fall hoedown. We used fall to have a blackout dance, and it was all glow sticks and black lights. And then some years they tried to cancel it because they felt that it encouraged rave culture. But I was like, honey, where else am I going to wear my pleather blue? Um, I
2: mean, it does encourage st- rave like culture, but that's not heels. bad. Chunky
1: heels, yeah. Um, oh, I love the blackout dance. It was so great. And I crimped my hair. Oof. And I had silver, just just a line of silver on my eyes one because it was that, the millennium.
2: One thing that I really hope doesn't come back, and I'm starting to see it on runways a little bit, and I people need to just throw them out, is crimpers stop crimping now right now what they're doing is like crimping one thing on the hair and leaving the rest yeah. not crimped it's like ew it doesn't but look but britney
1: iconically did that in her stronger video it was yeah. crimped all around like crimped not and then some were like tendril curled and not yeah and boy was that rock and roll
2: katie <clears throat> this brings me to today's episode yes where we have very funny comedian <laughs> crystal adams on to talk about cultural identity particularly with um her identity, identifying with her blackness, yes, and the cultural um things that come along with that. And there's something very interesting about you as a white woman. So we're switching to the other end yes. of the spectrum, <laughs> where you have told me that you don't fully identify with white culture, which is actually one reason I think that we're friends because you grew up around a lot of latino-ness I mean, you're not Latina, but you you knew a lot about things and i thought that was very intriguing that you knew certain lingo and you knew certain things that i never expected a white woman yeah. to know you know
1: well it's interesting and now i'm about to say everything that gets white people canceled um number 1 i don't really feel white at heart uh, <laughs> <laughs> no literally but these are things that honestly i many to quote pink, we're yes, all pink inside we're all pink inside <laughs> 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 no, so I've been trying to, I've often tried to untangle this because not identifying with white culture, but coming from a family that is the whitest of culture, being that my parents met at the Renaissance Fair, they're into Ren fair things and all this stuff. And I was like, why do I not like connect with all this stuff? But this is, so this is my theory now of my own cultural understanding and identity.
2: But before you say this, yes. for the listeners, what I want people to understand is what Katie is talking about is she is truly talking about culture. She's not talking about like... Um, Skin uh, color. No, you and, and you're not talking about white stereotypes. You know how people are like, white people love mayonnaise. Yeah. You're talking about like um, talk uh, European paganism, the Maypole, things yes. about Celtic things. Old white things. Viking things. Yes. Like old um, cultural, like your forefathers type yes. things. So
1: I think what's interesting... So this is my latest theory about why well one growing up in southern california there are many immigrant communities and Mm -hmm. so by just by default if you're a suburban kid you're probably going to school if you go to public school specifically
2: honestly though even in private private's very diverse yeah
1: it it can be diverse and that doesn't mean that people don't self-segregate and like growing up a lot of my friends like i still had uh, had white friends but a lot of like mixed or chicano like whatever um but this is what i think i realized a lot of my close friends the majority of them are first generation immigrants Mexican, Filipina, Vietnamese, Russian, you know, all that you, like all these, yeah. they're either first generation or they're like, you know, African American yeah, or Yeah. Whatever Jewish, it is, yeah. yeah. And this is what I think I realize is that growing up, I felt very outside of mainstream culture, which people can say is mainstream white culture because my family was un- very unusual because they're so into this old world shit it's almost like they're immigrants like but the thing is that they didn't immigrate to this country they immigrated to this century <laughs> because everything my parents are into is old white stuff. So like Renaissance fairs, we're dressing like peasants, you know, paganism. So they're like, oh, we got to do a solstice ceremony and like bless this and sing this old wassail song to the apple tree. Like stuff that you're like, nobody knows what that is. Nobody even does that. Even in Ireland or wherever, they're not doing this shit still, you know? So my parents had a fascination with that old folk things. My stepdad is in a Scandinavian folk band. My mom is in an Eastern European singing group. They like old world non, nothing from this century. So like growing up, like in my mom's house, like, I don't even know what 70s music or folk, like when people are like folk music, they, they're they talking about like Bob Dylan or like Joni Mitchell. Right. And I'm like, I know what Rambetica is, which is 1800s um, Greek village music.
2: Rambetica? It's
1: called Rambetica. That's your drag name. It is. It is. Rambetica Angelica. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> That's great, actually. My family is into just old, old, Stuff that nobody in the century does, and a lot of times in like public, they were like performing or doing stuff, and I felt very embarrassed. And I felt like, Ugh, can we just be normal? And like my friends' parents would come over and be like, "Hey, how about those like you know Yankees?" And they'd be like, "We are not understanding what you're saying." <laughs> I don't know why I gave them an accent, but it was like so. I was always trying to like blend in with friends, suburban families, right? Like normal, like we just go to Costco and we do X, Y, and Z and we just go to Little League and we're like normal, quote, American people because my family actually has nothing to do with like mainstream American culture. So in that sense I realized, oh, I think I I really identify with like immigrant kids because they have parents who sometimes they're embarrassed of or like don't share this cultural language with them. Right. And I also but on the flip side, because my parents were so like into this old world stuff, they were very into world music, old global things, old world stuff. So I actually have a lot of exposure to many different cultures and people and things like that so I also don't have the traditional like um like if you're a normal midwestern american like you're not going to have a hindu family as friends you know what I mean but like we did and my my parents had a like unusually like artistic creative group of friends so I'm in this weird space where like I also everything I liked was modern culture suburban but also like of course I love pop, I love hip hop. I like dance and I even now like I take African dance hall like <laughs> Afro Caribbean dance hall classes I, which is the moment I was like I am my mother because I'm like who let me get into this like fun cultural folk yeah, technically it's folk dancing I guess. What your yeah.
2: mom does seem to like is she does seem to treasure specific ethnic group cultures whether it's from europe or the yes. caribbean or, or latin america she likes specific community-based cultures not really popular culture
1: correct they know nothing about po- popular culture they could not you know my stepdad could not identify britney spears at all um but yeah my mom my mom ran like an international folk dance group when i was younger so we were like doing dances from all around the world and yeah things so i actually conversely that i did get this weird like global exposure thing which i'm grateful for because in hindsight i realized like oh that's why i like know all these things or know all these references my mom also shout out to her as like a spanish teacher who worked with like the immigrant community so that's why i have much more standing of like um you know like latino immigrant culture like all these kinds of things so but i am a little bit of a weird like cultural perspective person but i have said and and i'm not this is a thing that white people like to say but i'm not like i'm literally saying i had somebody tell me this just the other day but i've had like many friends be like but katie's not really white you know Uh, like and yes of course i am and yes i'm a white woman with privilege all that stuff but It is funny because I'll like talk to them or be like, oh, and I know about this thing or, and they'll be like, oh, wow. So you're not like white, white, you know? Right. Um, Which I consider a badge of honor, but also it's a weird thing of like, um, the badge of honor being that I'm like open and knowledgeable about other things. Right. You know? and and Not that I'm like, oh, like I'm like a, I'm basically a black girl inside. Like I would never say that. No, no,
2: no. But this, but this type of language that people say, I think very flippantly and almost just in a passing, they don't really mean it, but it is kind of. Because they are perceiving in you that you don't have a normalcy that, or a normality that other white people in America have. And so they're saying, oh, so you're not true white. You're, you know what I mean? They're saying not
1: like blind and racist.
2: Yeah. (laughs) But, but they do this to people of color too. Well, they'll say like, oh, that black person is the whitest black person I know. Right. Which is weird because it is definitely putting people into cultural boxes. Like, of course you're white, but white people can have culture and do have culture. It's just that, um, sometimes I don't think people realize that like, white culture can be very varied and diverse as can black culture be very varied and diverse. So people think of things in a very simple minded way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And that's when we start to put things into boxes. Like, um, like, you know, like you've, you've witnessed this many times with me where people will, you know, uh, we had a guest a, a while ago where they were like, Oh, Whoa, I didn't know you were Latino. Um, you know, and then started to immediately talk about, like, um, oh, yeah, you should say, Yeah, I'm proud to be Latino, essay, like, start talking like that. Yeah. As if that is all of Latinos and all of Mexican Americans. It's like, Yeah, but I'm Mexican American. I don't go around saying essay to people. Right. And many Mexican Americans do not. Right. We are aware of people who do. Yeah. We are related to some. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like putting people in these boxes. Yeah. You know? Um, but that explains why you were so, especially as a teenager, into very mainstream modern pop thing. Oh, I, you know? I'm the
1: only person who rebelled for my parents by being like, well, I'm going to be as basic as possible, you <laughs> stupid bitches. <laughs>
2: my favorite story is how your parents were very encouraging of like, especially your mom learning other languages, whether it be Spanish or like old Celt or whatever. Yeah. Um Yang, you were like a little like uh, girl, uh, like in the house, in the home being like, oh, speak English.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, anyway, today we have Crystal, who's a great, fun person. Right. She and, and I have bonded over many things because, again, I'm not really white. No. <laughs> um, but uh, she has a new podcast coming out, as you'll hear about, and we had a fun talk about what it means to identify with your uh, people or not.
2: Or not. Everyone, I think, can relate to this in some way. It doesn't mean that you have a black experience, but what I'm—if you're not black—what I'm saying is. Everyone has felt at some point, like outside of whatever culture that they're in, mm-hmm. in, in 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 whatever way. I mean, you know, we've seen people who obviously are like white passing or ambiguous-looking Latinos, who many people try to put them in a box that's not Latino, even though they may identify as Latino and always thought of them as such. Like me, like I grew up very Mexican American, like um, both sides of my family raising me as Mexican American, but then people don't perceive me as the way they think a Mexican American should be. So then they they legit try to tell me that I'm not or question me or it's like this point of like, let me figure you out. And it's like, you don't need to figure me out. Yeah, You can just accept what I said. You're, there's no way you're going to get a taste of my life. You've not lived my life, you know? Yeah, But there's also um, people who don't look white passing. I've seen Latinos who, definitely look how you would think a Latino looks when you say Latino who are doing stand-up or just talking conversations about how people have called them white or whitewashed or they talk white or you know what I mean? Yeah. And they are also someone who looks like they should be part of this but then people are reacting to them in a way saying, oh, you're actually not a for-real thing part of this culture. And that's kind of what Crystal was talking about too. Yeah. It's very interesting because... I think culture is something that's ever-changing, and we can't always fit into every single thing in whatever culture we're existing in. We just can't. It's impossible to live up to everything. Yeah. You know?
1: Agreed. So, well, guys, enjoy this episode. Follow Crystal. Have fun. Oh, this is another thing.
2: Uh, Follow um, Crystal's podcast, which is called um, Black Card Rehab. Um, and it's a follow it wherever podcasts are available. Um, this is a very interesting concept for a podcast. Um, I, I've never heard of something like this, very original, or uh, very original, and um, Crystal's a very funny comedian. It's, it's very worth um, giving a chance.
1: Yep, so enjoy guys.
0: I will say though that my Me Too story happened in front of a 99 cent store. Yeah, not all sexual assaulters are billionaires. You guys, <laughs> I'm not
1: sure if you're aware.
0: Some of them are out here clipping coupons. You guys, <laughs> sticking to a budget. You know what I mean? They got they got Excel spreadsheets. All right. I don't want to erase their story. All right. <laughs> it happened in front of a 99-cent store. This guy. Grab, okay, I should mention, he, has, he had no teeth, all right? <laughs> Which, because the patriarchy does not respect mirrors, all right? <laughs> uh, yeah, so this guy, no teeth, grabs my arm. And this is the thing about the Me Too movement. When it happened, there was a bunch of guys that came out and was like, why didn't the women, why didn't they run? Why did they leave? And it's like, you don't always know what you're going to do in a shocking situation. Like this dude, again, no teeth, <laughs> Grab my arm. And I swung around and I was like, excuse me? I don't know you. I know, shocking. Because a minute later, I was like, wait a minute. Did I just pretend to be a black woman? Like, did I just do the UPN version of myself? like the Lord had a plan for all those episodes of Moesha that I'd watched. And I thought about it, you know, because normally I don't like it when white women pretend to be black women, but I think, if you're being sexually assaulted, you can be my fucking guest. You know what I mean? Like, I would never wish it upon you, I would never wish it upon you. Like a good impersonation just pent up, you know what I mean? I caused a man to submit to you with your spot-on impersonation of Aunt Viv from Freshman's
1: (laughs) We are here today with a great guest yes we love her she is a comedian she's a writer
2: podcaster
1: podcaster future I hope Fenty model Ooh, Um, and she's here yeah
2: please welcome Crystal Adams. Crystal,
1: yeah. What up? Welcome, Hello. Crystal. Hello. Thank you so Thank much you. for being here. Thanks for having me. How do you feel in this moment?
0: Um, well, you said Fenty and I was just like shocked back into the memory that Sephora has discontinued my favorite lipstick. <gasps>
1: This was a journey, and yeah. especially this is important because... Wait, is it
2: a Fenty lipstick? No, yeah. but okay. the f-
1: Sephora care is Fenty. It's, it's and- related. Yeah. So this is very important because we are having you on today to talk about being a black woman... Mm-hmm. Who you know struggles or doesn't struggle with her identity, mm-hmm. but dark skin tone is a big part of being black. Absolutely. Don't know if you knew this. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> and we had to go through the saga once. Uh, we were yes. on tour or in Chicago, and uh, your favorite Sephora lipstick, yes, which was a purple, yes. a witchy, beautiful a shimmery purple, purple,
0: a gorgeous. Which I got a compliment on from none other than Whitney Cummings, ooh, yes. a model. Yeah, a model. True. Yes, Yes. true. Nose nose lips. Okay. And she does
2: have flawless makeup a lot.
0: Yeah. Okay. She really does. She does. So. And a sex robot, but yeah, yeah true. Uh, <laughs> she does that for
2: man. It's herself
1: that oh. she
0: turned into a sex robot. Anyway, That's true, but yes.
1: Um, but yeah. we went to yeah, and it was out at that store, I think. Mm-hmm. And you were devastated. And then I found it separately somewhere else, and and covened it over to you. Yes. And now we found out. She texted me this yeah. week, devastated that it is discontinued. discontinued. Litt- literally,
0: the only one out of that series. It was like they were like, I don't know who came up with it, but somebody was like, you know what? instead of um like coming up with names for these lipsticks that are colors we'll just say that like like travel the world in lipstick form so like each of each of the lipsticks is like related to a place yeah Yeah. i don't even remember what place it is all i know is the number is 46 you know i like around number and Yeah, and I went there, and I was like, do, th- do you have it? And they were like, oh, no. And some girls just came in and asked for the same exact one. And Should no, and then they checked the website, like, discontinued. But they have all the other places oh. around the world except for the one, my purple lipstick.
1: And I don't care what it is, but this has to be Trump's fault.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, but also, no. Th- that is interesting because... That lipstick, purple lipstick, can be very tough to pull off for a lot of people. Yeah,
1: we've we've tried and failed, both of us. I, I think.
2: I I mean, I look great in a purple lipstick as long as, I, of course, I'm overdrawing my lips. Yes. You know? <laughs> yes. But the thing is, is to get it done right mm-hmm. is very hard. And because my skin undertone mm-hmm. is, is which undertones. Which undertone? We've talked yes. about this before. Oh, okay. yes. Which undertones. Yes, absolutely. It's the color absolutely. of deli olives. My undertones mm-hmm. are a green, a brown, and like a dark yellow. Okay. So those are my undertones. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes if a purple smudges just a little bit, uh-huh. it kind of goes into my green undertone. Ju- it could be a little off the lip and it will make me look... Like I'm plotting something evil,
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? which you usually are, yes. but that's, that's aside the point. Right. <laughs>
2: so, do you think they discontinued it? Um, and I mean, do you think m- the majority of people buying this are women of color, black women who can who they discontinued it? And oh, don't
0: care I mean, about? What, it's 100 percent racial. I, uh-huh. I, I pff, of course. Yeah. I. And honestly, look, they were only $8, which is actually pretty cheap for Sephora. But why it's more devastating. It's not just practical. Like, I yeah. mean, obviously, you know, I'm a public figure, yeah. you know, <laughs> I, it, it, I was associated with, I was closely associated with this color. Yeah. It's a but power also, color. But it. Just hurts. Yeah. Like Yeah.
2: Especially because it's like it's not like, oh, the company's having trouble, so literally half of everything is gone.
0: Yeah, no. It's just this one. one which feels, yeah. yeah, I feel targeted. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Because
2: yeah, that is very, but makeup brand. I've, I'm a big like makeup, um, beauty influencer, like consumer mm-hmm. on YouTube. I thought uh-huh. you were, like, yeah, just gonna yes.
1: end with influencer.
2: I, no, 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 no. I'm not a big influencer. <laughs> I, I'm a big consumer yeah. of the makeup influencer. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. I've noticed listening to myself, I speak weird back end ways. It's really <laughs> um, I'm like, oh, you know, you could have just said this the normal That's way. So okay. I do the same
0: thing. <laughs> I don't know right. why. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, I think it because we're all so fluent that we
1: (laughs) we just kind of mix you have to uh, know the rules to break the rules (laughs)
2: yeah (laughs) (laughs) no that's so stupid um there's a lot of um makeup influencers on YouTube Mm -hmm. uh specifically black women who will do episodes and you know they're talking about let's say a foundation brand saying like they'll continue they'll discontinue shades of foundation oh yeah yeah
1: yeah yes like
2: you know I'm like oh my god
0: It's very, yeah, it's very rude. I I have one. I mean, I found one and I've been buying it for years. And oh my god, if that foundation was gone, like I yeah, same with the lipstick, I would be devastated. Like, yeah
1: it's it's very rude (laughs) it's very very frustrating there is one nude i texted you about that Uh was discontinued for me four years ago and i've never been able to find it again i've Mm -hmm. swatched everything and somebody told me that your dream nude is the color of your nipples oh yes that's what yes i actually saw a stand up the other day talking about this very same thing and and i was like "Mm, my nipples aren't purple but (laughs) (laughs) but it is but i literally i sephora looked into my shirt (laughs) and into my bra and then looked at the swatch (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> but what's weird is like my my nipples are blue so that's weird No, mine <laughs> are strangely mine are small and they're innies and they're pink okay but guess what? so my nipples are pink but then my dick and balls
0: <laughs> i didn't expect
2: it they're brown they're like a dark brown and so, it, you'd think if you have pink nipples, you'd have a pink dick, I don't know
0: right? if I would ever think I don't that. Okay. know that. Don't know that.
2: <laughs> but a brown dick and then pink nipples, you'd think my nipples would be also brown, right? Yeah, but consistent
1: not. shading. Yeah. And that's why the body is you know what a I beautiful mean? thing.
2: <laughs> like when He's Steve like,
0: Hernandez takes off guys a shirt. You are talking
1: about lipstick. Let me tell I know. you about this other stick. Well, actually, I do think that is a good segue. Yes. Because yeah. possibly, <laughs> this is how I'm going to do it. Possibly one of the reasons that is, is because you are mixed race. Uh, uh, and... Therefore, you know, you have thoughts about identity and as does Crystal. Yes. And that's how I'm bringing it around to us. I
2: always hesitate to identify as mixed race because, yes, you are correct. But also it's like, in what way are you talking about? Are you talking about mixed culture or mixed race? Because Latinos, many of us are already mixed race. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. So then it's like weird when... If, like, a mixed-race Latino marries someone who's not Latino of another race, it's, like, you were already mixed. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, that's what... So, it's, like, yes... But in a not in the way that a lot of people think like where it's like, oh, one white parent and one not right. white, you know, mm-hmm. I know
1: you once said to me, you were like, you said recently, you go, I just wish I was half and half. I hate being three quarters. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> you, you literally said you said I thought I think my life would be easier if I were half. And half.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it because be half it's so easy to explain half Mexican, half white. You get it. You don't need to ask questions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when you say I'm three quarters Mexican and a quarter white people are like what does that mean and it's like it means that i have one fully mexican parent and one half mexican parent therefore
0: fractions
1: but people
2: freak out on fractions white people love them Right. (laughs) once i had to do a podcast where i was talking about like mexican-american culture and the host was like oh before it started they were like um we have jonathan here he's three quarters mexican-american and it was just like you could just say Mexican-American. That is, like, the culture that I was yeah, raised in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that is, like, the dominant culture, you know. Uh-huh. But then the person he said it to, I guess, misunderstood the fraction. I guess thought uh, he was saying one-fourth, but the guy said three-fourths. Uh-huh. So then she went, um, well, at least one of us has a little bit. <laughs> and I was like, Jesus. wow, you... you do you need to learn your fractions? Yeah. yeah, you have to learn them because you're now like you. They she, that person thought I was a quarter
1: Mexican, and, that, and that's heinous. That is awful. Yes, I know. <laughs> well, it is funny. So, we, you know, as we mentioned, like we're here to have Crystal talk about um, she has a new podcast coming out about identity, uh, which is interesting. And I do think it is interesting because you feel like you are a black woman trapped inside, um a young white child. No, yes. Oh, also, can we do this episode without me getting canceled? But we'll find out.
2: No, but no, that's no, no. why we started the episode.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, Identity. No, no. How do you feel yeah. about the way you look versus the way you feel and what you're yeah. supposed to Yeah. Well, you know, so you guys
0: know the, the new show mixed this. That's a yeah, spin yeah, off yeah. of yeah. Blackish. Yeah.
1: So it's so funny
0: because there's so many jokes that I've seen just like in the Instagram posts or whatever for that show where I'm like, oh, I, and I, I intensely identify with this scenario of like, you know, like I, I don't know, just coming across things that, uh, and somebody who looks at you assumes that you would know based on mm-hmm. how you would look. Um, but the thing is, is so. I will say this about my, I'm very petty. And so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Honestly, and so, that's why I you connect.
1: identify as um, petty American. <laughs>
2: well, ever since I've, I've like been going to, to your mic way back when you, way back when you did your mic at to, 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 to love with market. Yeah, I think, yeah. Um, I was like, there's something I like about her. I just like, <laughs> like, like her. I get it.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, uh, but yeah, so I, one of my things is like, If there is something that somebody else has created that I feel like I should, I should be on. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Even if I didn't audition, like I cannot watch to this day. I cannot watch their white people because I feel like I should be on it. Yeah. And no, I did not audition. I yeah. didn't even know when the auditions were. Yeah. Like I, or I should be writing for it. Like that's and how I, I felt when there yeah. was a
1: show on Lifetime about a girl who goes who leaves her life to go to the Renaissance. Yes, fair. Yeah. and I was
0: Absolutely. furious yeah. yes. to find out. Yeah, yeah. So that's how I felt about mixes. But the thing is, is that for some reason, well, I know the reason. It it's a sti- the thing that you're talking about, where it's like people understand people feeling on. Un- in between two worlds when you're mixed because it's literally in the name right 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 but when you are black and you still have this experience of feeling like in between two worlds yeah there i don't see very much of that at all in the media like i don't see stories like that being told and being talked about and so it ends up being this way that i end up just reversely feeling very invisible like i feel like my version of this story is not seen yeah yeah
1: it's also because yeah. like hollywood runs on stereotypes they talk about them yes, in, in commercial casting yep. and everything it's like it does not matter what you are it matters what you look like yes, and so yes. people are like but you're dark skinned yes <laughs> so yes. You, why don't you feel oh that or, is or <laughs> and i by the way i don't want to say that like, you don't feel black <laughs> I, you are black but yeah. i mean you know what i mean yeah um, yeah Hollywood
2: definitely cares about him. I mean, there are people getting Latino stuff that are not Latino and are just not mentioning it.
1: Oh, do I know who you're talking about? Yes. Yes. (laughs)
2: And there's several people actually Mm -hmm. have in mind for that, but yeah, Yeah. they, they do really care about appearances. And so how do you feel that affects you in terms of,
0: I mean, I guess there's the, like the thoughts and feelings I have about like, how will I succeed? Um, Or like, AKA, how will I stunt on Um, (laughs) hoes? And then there's the experience of like, just like interacting in society. So the way that I see it in terms of like succeeding in the entertainment street in comedy is I'm going to have to create the thing. I'm going to have to tell the story myself. They are going to have to like the time when I'll finally get the things, you know, like the things that Issa Rae has, the mm-hmm. things that, you know, all these people have that I want. Yeah. It's it's gonna be when it's gonna be at a point where like I'm already I've already made it to the point where like it's already embarrassing to them that they haven't already yet like been on my team. Yeah. I it's not gonna be the case. I at least I don't think it is gonna be the case where, you know, I'm I'm up and coming talent, and somebody kind of sees something in me. I think I'm going to have to prove it to them first in a big way.
1: Yeah. Um. We and, were just talking about this the other day yeah. with Jonathan because you were like, "I'm not Hollywood gay." Mm-hmm. And I'm not Hollywood and, Latino. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. And so you're and like, you in, have to constantly ex- yeah.
0: explain that and tell them why it's interesting.
1: Yeah. Right.
2: Um. Yeah. I totally agree with what you said about you feeling like I'm not gonna get plucked. I'm gonna have to prove. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I definitely feel like all three of us, they both feel that way in it for different reasons, but in some way. Yeah. You know? Um, because there are just some people who just have that fairy dust. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you just don't know how or yeah. what.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And they hit all those yeah. like buckets. But if you're not, yeah, in the like on their radar or like yeah. you don't fill the the checkbox neatly and perfectly the way that they need, then it can be harder. Yeah. Yep. But
2: the concept for this new podcast mm. is super original. I've not heard anything And very funny. And very funny. Yeah. Yeah. Can <laughs> you tell us about when you decided and why you decided to start this yeah. this podcast
1: And tell the people what is what it is. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 So
0: it's called Black Card Rehab. Black Card. I I realized I had to say that because somebody said it weird the other day at a show I was like black car what
1: why would I rehab a car, car.
0: it's recording a car right? <laughs> it's,
1: it's pimp my ride but audio yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah we only work on Lincolns
1: yeah. and um, <laughs> no Um,
0: but yeah so so I talked about already like the industry side of it right. now but the podcast I think more so relates to like how I feel like interactions mm-hmm. and like societally like how I perceive so I, I just have this experience that I know I it's not it's not unique to me where I'm pretending to know something. Mm. Like I remember writing this tweet like a few years ago where I was like, oh, this fully typifies my experience as a black person. Like I think the tweet was something to the effect of um, you know, the song five on it came on the radio and I thought, Oh, I remember the first time I pretended to know the lyrics to this song. (laughs) (laughs) And so I think a lot of times it's like I'm skating by because either the people I'm around, like, you know, either you don't want to be roasted, you're not in the mood to be roasted, you know, or you're just like... Yeah, you just don't know them well enough to know, like, if they'll just completely, like, oust you from the group. Yeah. And so it was a lot of, like, just pretending or just, like, being the quiet person, you know, like, if I just laugh right now, like, and act like I know that line from Friday that everybody's quoting right (laughs) now.
1: (laughs) Um, (laughs) What can you tell us about your background and why you feel this way, like... Or why yes, you missed? Th- why you skipped being black in some ways? <laughs> <laughs> <I forget>. <laughs> <laughs> Did you skip it? <laughs> Crystal's she forgot to
0: be black.
2: Hated it. <laughs> but I, I do have to say yeah. about what you're talking about: the interaction, yeah. the references, mm-hmm. humans in in we we communicate in references. Mm-hmm. It's so true. It's so. I mean, we all, everyone knows that experience of like pretending to know something, but to have that be like part of your culture and then feel that's like another a level it's not just like not even you know yeah. like oh I'm not like cool but it's something that I perceived with like um like straight guys in oh, comedy yeah. because oh, yeah. a lot that's of times big, yeah. reference culture yeah. so much yeah and I I can't even imagine what it's like for like people who are not who don't look like straight white guys you know what I mean yes. yeah. but like when you look like one and then they think you're one and then you can't I'm like oh I don't know <laughs> I don't know I've had whole things where I'm like I don't know anything in that sentence yeah. I know nothing in that sentence
1: you're like what is a Star Wars because you know stra- straight white comics there are yeah. a
2: lot of references oh, going on yeah, they yeah, love yeah. references and I don't like I don't know yeah the I'll boonies. say it. I, I have know. not
0: seen the big Lebowski I I'll haven't I, it.
1: I haven't seen Godfather or I've seen no mob movies mm-hmm. yeah
2: oh I've seen my share of mob movies but not the big Lebowski not <laughs> seen funny. it yeah. don't care about it I don't care about the quotes
0: people but, act like you've murdered somebody when you yeah. say that I know I know. Yeah. I'm like. I'm sorry. Have you seen Labyrinth? Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> David Bowie. Anybody? Yeah.
2: Um. Has there has there been a time when someone called you out or found <laughs> out that, or you know, just called you out like you don't you? Oh, you didn't or see how do you it. Not know that caught you happen. in like a lie, maybe about you pretending like you saw it, and and what was the reaction?
0: I don't know. I'm I'm guessing that somebody may have caught me in a lie about it, but usually. Um, yeah, usually people aren't that suspicious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, especially because I'm black. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, it'd be different if, you know, that's the thing that, that a lot of I've seen black people do. Right. Yeah, but I've, I've seen black that's people do the thing where they're like, they they want to test like this non-black person. They want to test their oh, knowledge, yeah. oh. you know? And so that's not really a thing that right. happens to me yeah. because I look like an insider. Yeah. Right. Um, so, but on the other hand, they're... They use this phrase, which is why I called my my podcast Black Harriet. They use this phrase, revoking your black card, right. which is very like, yeah. it's very shaming. It's very exclusionary. It's not yeah. like, let's help you, like let's help <laughs> you understand, assimilate right. to the yeah. culture. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not yeah. welcoming, right? So then you just end up being like, well, fuck it, like fine, I'll just like keep watching Anne of green gables all right
1: (laughs) (laughs) well that's the interesting thing too like i we've i feel like we've talked about before but like certain things getting uh, prescribed to certain races Mm -hmm. of like if you like that thing well what are you white now or Mm -hmm. what are you black you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and it's like there's experiences that are like they're for everybody but it is these weird like cultural things where it's like you know maybe if you grow up like in the hood and you go to college they're like oh what are you white now you know and it's like well everyone should have education and everyone should be able to watch Anne of Green Cable yes and cosplay to it as well
2: well (laughs) especially with education and like and like financial stuff it's because white people have put a monopoly on those things to be a part of whiteness Mm -hmm. it's designed that way to keep it away from people college or being middle class yeah middle class keeping that mostly white for most of American history has put That not just in our heads, but like, that's why. Yeah. And I'm not questioning like how it
1: got to be that way. But there are things that it's like, don't do that because it's X. And it's like, no, everyone can just enjoy. You know, I love Mexican candy. Right. Was I born to? No, it hurts me. (laughs) But I like it so much, you know?
0: Yeah. And I think there's this thing where it's like, I just feel like we, we should be able to like enjoy. This is the thing is that people don't understand that what they like is not it's not something that happened naturally. It doesn't happen in mm. a vacuum. The the taste that you have, the amount the types of movies that you've seen, it happened based on where you come from, which is why, you know, it, it does get annoying when over and over like you hear all these references to the Big Lebowski, is because people are like, they're actually blind to the fact that they have a culture. Right. And the reason that they've seen that is that movie is not because everybody saw that movie. It's because they came from a place where a lot of people would like that movie. Yeah, And and so, but I, I like, I guess I, I part of what I like about this discussion is a lot of times when people find out what I don't know, when black people find out what I don't know, they're like, you know, they ask me, you know, and then I kick it back to them. I was like, well, who introduced you to that movie Mm -hmm. i'm like you were nine when that came out like how did you see you know uh waiting to exhale as a nine-year-old you know what i mean like i i didn't see that because my parents were like that's a movie for grown-ups right yeah yeah, that's why i wasn't watching it i didn't grow up in a household where we were like just allowed to watch whatever we wanted to watch and you know adult things were adult things and then there's a whole other aspect of like Whose parents or whose neighborhood really cares about, like, making sure their kids hold on to blackness, Mm -hmm. right? So then there's that whole other discussion, which is not something that my mom or my dad really, like, had, like, as a deep value. Like, they didn't attach a value to being black, right? Mm -hmm. They wanted me to be proud of who I was and what I look like, but they didn't attach value to, like, you know, making sure that I knew you know, black directors and black singers, black music, you know, Mm -hmm. like, I was exposed to it. So I know, I know a lot, but quite a bit, but I don't know, you know, like, some people have, like, encyclopedic knowledge of all these things, because their parents had a value for it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Do you? So you grew up? Tell us how you grew up. I grew up in the suburbs mm-hmm.
0: um, and my parents were, they were both Christian. So it was also pretty conservative. Not so conservative that like we couldn't listen to certain types of music, but definitely like movies and stuff, like that was very tame for a really long time. What was, what I, I will say, we took a, a very sharp left when I w- was in my teens and the Austin Powers movies came out. <laughs> like, I, I, <laughs> My dad took me to see all of those in the oh theater, and we watched those, and I cringe to this day that that we saw those
2: together. Just, I, so I just watched through all of them, just like
1: oh, I bet they're insane now. Being a Netflix now.
2: zombie with my boyfriend and I. Yeah. And we were like, these hold up.
1: These I, hold up. I lo- honestly, I loved them. Yeah, you know? I did too. They're so,
2: funny. but imagine watching
0: those with your very Christian dad. Yeah,
1: I wonder why that got through the filter. I don't
0: but hey. know. He's like, yeah. Do I make you Randy, <laughs> baby? I, don't know. I had to do it. Maybe he missed. It, it. feels like know. it's 1999 again. <laughs> it's our favorite year. Someone say, "What's up?" Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah. Yeah. So I grew up in the suburbs and I went to, and I also went to um, private Christian schools from the age of two to 18. Mm. And not only were they private and Christian, they were also predominantly white. Specifically, my middle school to high school, very white.
1: Where'd you go? Uh, Arrowhead Christian Academy in Redlands.
2: In Redlands, okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And and how many like of like in that school, how many other black kids were there. Ooh,
0: good question. Um so in my graduating class, I think there was
1: 3. Out of how many? Out of 80, 81, I yeah. think. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And I remember so there was this uh very funny uh sketch on Mad TV um about the outtakes of the Wizard of Oz and one of the outtakes Dorothy was, you know, skipping down the brick Road and she hears like in the background she hears ah, ah. And then she stopped. She's like, Toto, what's that? T- Toto, it sounds like a Negro in distress. Oh. <laughs> and I lost it. So, yeah, I had this one black friend who, when I would see him in the hallway, I was like, what's that? <laughs> it sounds like a Negro in distress. <laughs> So, I mean, that was very fun. I mean, th- that kind of was probably the beginning of, like, being very free and joking about race, yeah. like, very openly, you know. And were
1: you all, like, f- three friends? Like, did you gravitate towards each other? No. So there was one guy who I t-
0: – like, we um, we carpooled together every day. And I don't know what it was, but there was something very stubborn in me where I was like, I'm not going to be friends with him. And I th- and, th- and this is very sad because I think really, truly what it was – is there was a slumber party where like I, yeah, a summer slumber party where there was a girl that was, kept trying to get me to say that I liked him because she oh. wanted me. Cause yeah, she was like, that was, yeah. as far as her imagination could go, black people should be with other black people. Yeah. And of course, I must be attracted to this guy.
1: And I was not. Yeah. You know? Wow. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So growing up in that environment, obviously, of course, you weren't like
0: yeah i mean i wasn't yeah i just wasn't exposed to a lot of you know i will say this one thing that was very awkward and only you know i've realized over time like so in my elementary school they were very i don't know why but they were like we will we will execute Black History Month with... uh, Yes. Starring Crystal. Yes. (laughs) And I'm not kidding. Like, literally, like, we had to do a... We had... We must have. I mean, I don't know how else... I I didn't audition. (laughs) Like... (laughs) You just got the lead role. So I ended up playing... Rosa Parks. <laughs> I'm like a fifth grader getting arrested in front of all of my
1: classmates. Oh, oh my uh, god. But as a theater kid, Jonathan is like, "Good, you should be the star."
2: I mean, yes, because even though this is awful, um it's it, in the movie that I'm watching, you're the star of the movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? And this is something you have to overcome.
0: And uh, well, speaking oh over God. overcoming, um, oh I remember the first time I learned the words to We Shall Overcome, it was my white teacher that taught us.
1: Oh, wow. That's wow. who I learned that song from. Yeah. Because we had to sing it as part of the play. Yeah. By the way, guys, it is Martin Luther King Day as, we, know, oh God, God. as we record this. Yeah, and yes. we did not do that on purpose, yes. but it's fun. Uh, honestly, but he, he did. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> no, honestly, I thought you did do it on purpose. <laughs> I, I, was, I did. I was... I was filming a a makeup video in my for that I sent to her in the bath. So I'd like I had like beautiful shimmery makeup on the bath and I looked at the calendar and I was like, "Oh my god, it is Emma recording Crystal's podcast." And I did and not I, do that and I literally time. just went Katie and I just shook my head, and I knew because I didn't realize it. So I was like, "Oh, she definitely orchestrated
1: it." I mean, I mean, I love a theme, but not not that much. I <laughs> know. Oh my god! So, but when you were Rosa Parks in your class, did you crush it? Please don't. I mean, you had to have, right? I'm sure I did. Thank God. I'm sure I did. I mean, yeah. Oh my god!
0: I crushed everything. I also played like a knockoffs, a knockoff. A knock-off um, What's his name? Picard. Um, Okay, so this is... (laughs) Wait, (laughs) wait, what? What? Jean-Luc Picard from Star Trek? Yes. What? Because, so we had plays every spring and Christmas, and they were always like very Jesus focused. This one was wild. Like, I like literally started off the play by saying, Stargate, four five seven nine one. <laughs> like, that's how the play opened with, like, yes. You this sounds bal- amazing. Yeah. Wait, were
1: you in a bald cap?
0: <laughs> no, Ooh, I don't think I was. Wow. Um, I also, did they put you did, in an afro? <laughs> <laughs> I did also play Moses in another one. <laughs>
2: well, I killed it. Hey, you're Whoa, versatile. I, I love it. No. Yeah. But also, Moses is almost like, um that feels like, one of those figures that's like, honestly, genderless. They should be, no, they should be like, if if they should, it should always be someone that you like, you would not expect to be Moses. Cause oh, it's yeah. that kind of like, mm-hmm. it just like, makes it more like powerful. Yeah. Yes. Know? Like yes. when
1: Alanis Morissette played God in Dogma. <laughs> <No. laughs>
2: did she play god oh yeah
1: it was like really yeah
2: god would be canadian yeah right? uh, wait and what did
1: she play she played god in the movie dogma and she that's like right, walks right, out and she's right, wearing like white and her right. hair's all long and she yes. has like flowers in her hair and i think she doesn't speak oh which mm-hmm. is the way i like her no i'm kidding i love i love alanis huh? yeah and, um alanis I know. side note alanis is not sending her child to school <laughs> she's at all he's gonna be self-taught and <laughs> through, I think through crystals. Anyway. Uh, but truly, that is true. And it's also, I'm pretty sure, illegal. But, anyways. Um... Not in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I don't know. Anyway, so back to your iconic yes. starring roles in school. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, I remember one time in rehearsal because the guy who
0: I will never forget—the guy who arrested me—his <laughs> um, <laughs> name is Jeremy. Uh-huh. Okay. Um. Uh. Unfortunately, we did nickname him Jeremy. Um. <laughs> it's, and it's a classic though, it's you right know. there. Yeah. Uh, it's That's his easy. fault. <laughs> and um. But yeah, I remember one time he was too rough. In rehearsal. Um, yeah. I was like, uh, we are acting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. Was, we had, and somebody had made us little, like, you know, picket signs. So yeah. we were, like, marching around in a circle, me and <laughs> the other black kid. And, like, <laughs> I, got, I don't know you make a circle with two people.
2: But... Um, <laughs> You never want to be that white actor who's like, he's amazing at playing a slave <laughs> right, owner. Right, yeah. Like, you never want to be that person. Oh he my God. seems like he was born to play it. He loves it.
0: Who's wow, that so guy? He that, got to. Yeah. Yeah, you got to arrest me to kick me off this oh bus. Oh, my God. Yeah. And um, and then one year, I, I remember we watched like a very traumatic video that had like the people getting like dragged by dogs and like, you oh, know. With yeah. the, I mean, we're in elementary school. I'm like, this is what they're showing. I'm crying, yeah. you know. And then when we would like, anytime we would get to slavery and like we're reading out loud, it was so weird because I literally felt people like looking at me like, that's like, like, while we're talking about it, it was like, yeah, it's very, it's very strange. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, wondering how I must be feeling. Like, yeah. I don't know, like, all the thoughts they were thinking. I wish I could ask them, like, what was going through their minds when they were looking at me. I mean, but I felt... I mean, also it could be just like me, my, you know, remembering in a certain way because also just feeling very self-conscious, like knowing right. like I'm the only person that this has like affected and, yeah. that, and now we're here and we're not talking about it. Like, yeah. I guess everything's fine. Like, yeah.
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. When you when you were growing up, like your closest friends, what uh, did you have? Like very close black friends.
0: Um so I mean one of my close friends was my cousin, you know, mm-hmm. she's black, but um yeah and I remember I had I, <laughs> I had two white friends be, white best friends named Krista.
2: <laughs> now <laughs> Krista and Krista? Yes. And, you and were Crystal.
0: Kr- yes. Yeah. Yes,
2: bitch. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Why didn't you guys become a girl group? Yes. We
0: couldn't be the KKK. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my
1: God. Do you, you need Bravo. to make that a bit. That's so funny. <laughs> that is so
2: funny. <laughs>
1: oh, my God. Was it
2: already a bitch I walked right into it?
1: <laughs> no. Oh. That is so funny.
2: <laughs> that is a good Also, bit.
1: Krista, like, I've never even met a Krista in real life. It's I feel like it's a babysitter's club name or something. Like, you know?
2: <laughs> Your hair today is very krista from the 80s. I
1: love it. Well, I live her. And I did put moose in. It, it does
2: look very 80s in like a really real way, you know? I love it. Yeah.
1: But anyways. I, I'm
2: not saying it's an insult. No,
1: it's not Every no, time I'm I, saying I it's so
2: 80s, she goes, Well, I love it.
1: <laughs> well, I love it. it. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> but so you so you and the Christas. Yeah. Did so you guys have like a yeah? Tell us. <laughs> I love that. Um, I mean, <laughs> Yeah, so me and the
0: Christas, I mean, <laughs> one of them is for sure a Trump supporter now. Um, we actually are friends on Facebook and she's like, I i think slash hope she's the only Trump supporter I'm on because she does post some funny memes sometimes. Like, <laughs> About like <laughs> liberals or like snowflakes? No, just, well, like those ones I always hate, but like yeah. the ones that she, the other ones that she posts, I'm, I i have gotten a good laugh okay. out of. Um but uh yeah so and then the other one i don't know what happened to her i have no idea but um yeah they but they hated each other so that was interesting i was usually all all white women hate other white women Mm, i just want to say (laughs) so
1: you guys know who you are bitches
0: (laughs) (laughs) um but then like let me try who are my close friends in middle school yeah middle school mm -mm, they were all white uh, high school, and then yes, and then my 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 best friend from high school also white. And I mean now, so now my best friends are like I have three 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 really close black female friends, and um, one one um, Taiwanese friend. Yeah, and they're all like like really close. But the thing is, is that it took a while for me to find other black women who. I felt comfortable enough to be myself around and I felt Mm. like either got me because they came from a similar background as me Mm. or maybe they didn't come from a similar background, but they're like, they're just, their mind is on this very like open level. So Mm. where they're like, they make, in fact, I would say this of both of they make everybody feel comfortable. Yeah, They make everybody feel like they can be themselves. And I know like on both ends, like, the black women that I don't get along with on both ends, on their end and on my end, there is like part of why we're not getting along. It's coming from this insecurity. Mm -hmm. There's something about me and my presence and where I come from that makes them feel insecure and vice versa.
1: That's really interesting. Yeah.
0: And so, I mean, I noticed that like, I remember like a few years ago on stage, you know, kind of feeling that thing, just kind of feeling like, oh, like the people, the black women that are not, Predominantly in this audience, but are here are very closed off to me. Like, mm. and I usually, I usually, I feel like it has to do with like, oh, they they know that our backgrounds aren't the same, and they feel like either I'm gonna judge them, or maybe, and I already feel like they're judging me. I mean, you know, obviously, yeah, but so
2: I hate to be very hollywood about this oh yeah but (laughs) i mean i i really hope that you're writing uh like a movie or a pilot or something to do with this subject because it's something that you know people don't really talk about and you don't see that portrayed ever and that's such Mm -hmm. a interesting subject and it's like it's super complex yeah
0: well i'm really hoping i mean so i've also tried to build up like I'm really I think what I'm trying to learn this time around with this podcast is like how to build out the world and so part of that is meant like building out like the pot the the Instagram account the social media accounts and so even in that I I, I'm seeing ways that like I'm learning how to write and infuse my experience into these small like either videos or um, photos and also, what I love about it is like I think I'm finding the people that I identify with this experience. That has to be really
1: nice and comforting. Yes. Like, to find,
0: yes, like having like creating a meme that's like this meme literally happened to me, and then having comments like "Oh, girl, this is me," or like "I can't wait because this is like I haven't watched that either." You know, like yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Did you um? When did you start to feel, like, growing up, I mean, you, like, feel a sense of otherness, but, like, when it comes to, like, there's one thing to be, like, black growing up around white people, but when when did you, like, really start to think about, like, being a black person around other black people? Like, in college, did you start to, like, Um, meet more people? No, it
0: was before that. So, yeah, so I went to, so I went to predominantly like, you know, white private Christian schools. But the church that my grandmother and my aunt went to was black. Okay. And so that's when I felt the most outside. Like I felt the most drawn to it because I'm like – it still feels a part of me. And I really like connected with the music and like loved the way it felt. Mm -hmm. Um, But when it came to like socializing, I felt really on the outside and like really insecure. And so that and I would go to that church for like, I think the whole time, like probably, let's see, age age six to 18. Mm
1: -hmm. What made you feel insecure, like in talking to people? Well, one
0: was like, I just didn't know how friendships were happening. Like, I'm like, did I miss a beat? Do people just are, you know, like I, I never really gained a French, like friendships within that church. Mm-hmm. Like I would be there on Sundays and like I would go to the Sunday school and sometimes I thought it was because I wasn't there every Sunday, you know, because sometimes I was like with my dad or, you know, some weird thing. But um, I couldn't figure out why it was that I couldn't seem to get a friend mm. there. And because it just never happened, it seemed to happen for everybody else. But it never really happened for me. And I was, I mean, I was really, really shy for a long time. And I still consider myself pretty shy. I mean, when I need to step up, I know I can and like put myself out there, um, like friendship wise. But and I've always been this way where it's like, (laughs) I'm in high school, in college, like and beyond, it'll be like, I can sense the person that I am going to connect with and th- and I'm like and I already know oh this person is going to be my best friend. Mm. And then I'll tell them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like I'm like we're supposed to be friends. <laughs> and I'm usually right. I'm always right. But um but yeah and I I think it's it's that level of like confidence of like I know the connection when I see it but not to say that that you know, I couldn't have had other types of connections with people that weren't the same way that I kind of have that deeper connection. I just it never seemed to, it never seemed to come to fruition. Um, yeah, and I don't, and I don't fully know all the reasons why. I know, like, yeah, I, I don't know all the reasons why, but that's yeah. When but I started that's like when feel, you started to feel yeah. outsider mm-hmm. or whatever.
2: Have you ever talked to your? parents specifically about how you feel about this?
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I don't, I don't think I ever talked to my parents specifically, like not in this way. We've talked, see, the interesting thing with my mom is, so my mom was an army brat, and so they traveled a lot like the first two or three years of her life she lived in the azores which is like an island off the coast of portugal the azores oh, wow. where yeah. nela fortado's yeah. family yeah. is from. yeah so <laughs> yeah. she literally she spoke portuguese like wow. when she was a kid and like doesn't remember anything now but so they bounced around a lot and so for her and her sisters like they really never got i think connected to or like rooted in like like, black culture. Like, Mm -hmm. I think her parents were literally like, American dream, American dream, like, let's own a house, like, let's settle down, like, you know, not at all focused on culture, culture, like, did did not culture dreams following, you know, that completely escaped them. It was like, we do these very defined things. Um, And a lot of that comes from the restrictions of race, you know, just understanding like there's only so many things that this world is gonna let you do. And so we're going to, uh, you know, use whatever we can to get whatever we can. Um, And so that's kind of the box that they fit into. So none of this like, you need to know where you come from sort of thing, like that was not. And so my mom grew up kind of the same, that's how she grew up. In fact, one of the reasons she put me she put me in dance class is because she felt like out on the outside, she felt like she didn't have rhythm. She felt like she didn't um, like fit it, you know. So she was like, "I want to make sure that." I give this to you. I want to make sure that you have the rhythm. Gift yes, rhythm. The,
1: the gift of dance. Um, it's like in Sleeping Beauty when each, yes, each fairy comes yes, in gifts. Yeah, she's like, and I give you rhythm. Yes. <laughs> do you,
2: Do you think because I've noticed this in in different um, communities other than the Black community too about um, like other POC communities where there is kind of a pursuit of this American dream and the restrictions of race that you were talking about. One of the sacrifices of that almost seems to be um, culture with mm-hmm. many people. I, mean, I know not it all, everyone. But it all,
1: it all immigrant groups, yes. That Absolutely. restriction
2: on race in terms of entering, do you think there's something to do with entering a new echelon of economic status on certain things that you're just pressured to forget? or not mm-hmm. bring with you? Do, or do you think, yeah. or is that not a, I don't know, what, do, what do you guys think? Is that not a founded thing?
1: Absolutely. I mean, there's no denying with the systems and everything, like everything was assimilating to white culture. I mean, even like my white family, like my stepdad's family is Greek. Mm-hmm. Um, And in the like 1920s, 30s, like they were like my grandfathers and great uncles or whatever were in Boston. They changed their name from Yannakopoulos to Garner. They, never spoke Greek even mm-hmm. now like the younger mm-hmm. generations are like let's speak Greek and they're like it's a mistake don't do it like mm-hmm. everything is about assimilating to wasp yeah. culture I mean yeah. e- even that and that's those are white I mean they're those Greek. Are, they're yeah. great white Greek Greek bleh. but they're white people a yeah a
2: point to show how like things were in the past so bad for people of color in America because even for other white people, whiteness was still narrow. There, mm-hmm. I mean, remember yeah, when right. the Irish yep. came to America? And when we were like, they gross. Didn't, <laughs> no, people didn't consider Irish people w- white. No, I know. Because yeah. they were Irish? Yeah, like, yeah. It's like, what, which is so laughable yeah. now because they're like some of the whitest people. Yeah, but, but Italians,
1: you know. and he, so if that's how it was for other white people, for yeah. a black yeah, of a person. Of trying to get into are a club yeah. that they
2: already should have already yeah. been. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, um, I
0: definitely think that, hating being hating your own culture was seen as a benefit to like you Mm -hmm. know abandon it to like you know not prize it to not and especially if you're already living in a community where you don't see a lot of yourself it's very easy to do like one of my guests on my podcast like you know even though her the area that she grew up in, it was like mixed in terms of class, it was predominantly black. And so people are seeing the ways that you can achieve things and get things and get some of the American dream, but still be very black, yeah. right? And so, but if you don't have that as a model, if you don't see that it's possible, right? And And if you're actually shown the opposite, that like people are being punished for, exhibiting blackness. Yeah, right? Then you don't you you tend to not value it and you tend to put emphasis on the things that you only believe will help you to achieve. Yeah. And black culture is also this very nebulous thing. I mean, of all of the, you know, the 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 groups that have <laughs> come here, um because it was like ripped, right? So so some of the black culture that we have is also very new. Right. It's a lot of very new things. And it's a lot of people holding on to, you know, people that have created different forms of art, you know, like whether it's poetry or books or mute types of music. Right. Um, People are holding on to the information about these because the deeper traditions were lost. Yeah. The ones that go hundreds of years back, they're gone
1: yeah it's also interesting something that i was thinking about like if you grew up in the white suburbs uh, uh something in the conversation like cultural conversation now is like because of so much black appropriation mm-hmm. that like um people are like black, white suburban culture is black culture so it's like a weird like snake eating its yes, yeah, yeah of, like, <laughs> if you grew up as a white middle-class teenager then you grew up exclusively consuming black culture inappropriate like
0: it's so confusing the insane thing is i remember being in high school and like having this white kid ask try to like connect with me asking me if i knew like i had listened to the new dre album and i was like it was the first time that i had realized like oh i'm expected to know that this Mm -hmm. white kid expects me to know this Purely because I am black, not because he's heard me listening to hip hop, not because I've said anything that indicates that, or I speak a certain way. It's literally because I'm black. He thinks I've listened to Doctor the Doctor Dre album. Yeah, I mean, I had to hop on. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And also, I mean, that was the banger album of the 2000s, was it not? The Chronic Two. Yes. Oh yeah, The Chronic Two was big. Yeah. That's yeah. But it is that is an interesting too of like um like. That there's an idea, right, of what is culture anyway? Like, do do is all do all black people like hip hop? Mm-hmm. Not necessarily. You can be black and not that. But then hip hop is black culture. But if you're not a black person, that's like it's but, the thing. Yeah. Like everyone should have the freedom to like, be into what they want and express what they want and not have what, something that you like detract from another identity. Mm-hmm.
2: But you that's know? the cool thing about culture too. Like it can you don't need to subscribe to everything in order to be like a part of it you know And
0: that's yeah and I 100% feel that way and I remember just I don't know I I think something happened in college I I was a social mater I don't I don't know I think maybe also getting friends and like meeting people that felt similarly to me where I was just like part of why I'm not connecting with people is not because I'm not black. It's because I am an overachiever. Yeah. <laughs> like I just need to meet other overachievers. Yeah. They, they get me all day. Like and, of all races. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter the race. It's like if this person, this bitch is like, I, I must, I must have an A for no reason
1: at all. Um, Crystal has a very funny joke that wherever she is, she looks like the manager because she's very like handles her business and is very like bad bitch about it. Um, Yeah,
0: I do have manager face, but (laughs) yeah. And so, um, but I did come out of college, thankfully with this very, very like strong sense of like, no, I am black. And just because I don't know certain things or I don't, I, I'm not up on, this part of whatever does not mean I, that does not mean that I'm not black. I I am a black person who is having a black experience of America and that makes me black.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I also think that a black culture needs to be put more in to like the American education system. <laughs> like I remember I, I didn't know about Toni Morrison until I was an adult. Mm-hmm. We didn't read it in school. Mm-hmm. I didn't have it and other kids did in their schools. Yeah. And I went for most of my schooling was at a Christian school mm-hmm. where most of the kids and the principal and the administration were black, mm-hmm. but it was not in the curriculum. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. And, um, But I don't think it's necessarily their fault because you know those Christian schools, they're like part of like an association of accredited Christian schools where like you have to jump through certain hoops curriculum-wise and everything that you do in order to stay a part of this like elite Christian school organization. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just think both in the public and private education systems, we need more things other than white history and white culture, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. It's funny. That reminded me of another conversation uh, Crystal and I had about um, like you feeling pressured to read certain things because you are black or like that you have to be like up on X, Y, and Z. And you're like, honestly, I don't care. Well, somebody asked me um, on the podcast,
0: they were like, you know, what's your like experience with hip hop? I was like, I, I, I would say that I love hip hop. Like, I love how I feel when the songs come on, and like when when I'm out, you know, dancing or whatever, I love. But in terms of like knowing, like having granular knowledge, or even having maybe even like a good taste (laughs) for like what hip hop is, I don't have that. And that's always felt like homework to me because Mm. I knew that in the back of my mind is like, like there's always this voice in the back of my mind that like if I were to start just go into like oh i should research and like find more i'm like but you're doing this you know why you're doing this yeah. you're doing this to fit in or to you're not like doing you're this to, because right? you have a genuine natural desire yeah that comes from you know you're doing it because you feel insecure
1: yeah
0: and i'm like I, yeah maybe there's sometimes where i do wish that I don't know, maybe if I had like an older brother or or an older cousin, which I didn't, you know, that would like kind of kind of expose me to some things and like help me. But I didn't. It was me. I was the oldest. So guess what? We're going to be watching Aladdin again.
1: (laughs) 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 On repeat. (laughs) Jonathan, are there things in gay culture that you feel pressured to keep up on or to like try to ascribed to yeah oh my god I,
2: I, <laughs> there's a lot of things um jock straps jock no i do like jock um drag race oh I remember yeah. i do like drag race but sometimes yeah. it feels like yes we must consume right <laughs> like, and i remember uh a former friend of mine
0: um Ooh.
2: Said about drag race, uh, once, oh, it just feels like homework now. And it was is a gay friend, mm-hmm. yeah. and I was like, I do kind of feel that way, certain icons and stuff, but I don't think it's uh, the same thing at all because gay culture is so, um, you know, you can kind of have your thing, everyone has their thing, sure. and because everyone comes at it secondary, mm-hmm. you're not raised. Gay. Mm -hmm. That's something when you enter gay culture, it's a new thing that you do as an adult, really. Right. So everyone kind of has discovered it on their own Mm -hmm. and adds to it and stuff. It's not like from a young age. It's not like being Latino where it's like that is a thing that you are raised from birth. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So feeling excluded in gay culture is like yeah, but I it it's more I think about like being excluded based on um, like how you look or, or like... Um, that's interesting. Or what type of queer person you are, if you're like trans oh, or you're a yeah. woman or mm-hmm. whatever. Like, yeah, that's where the exclusionary... And I think people feel like they're not a part of the club. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That yeah. is where it comes from more. yeah, Not really like the aesthetics of the culture. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <sighs> it's weird. <laughs> I never felt that I fit into my white culture. Well, it's funny because I was like, if Crystal doesn't feel black <laughs> enough, you frustrate get frustrated because you like feel Latino, but people... Don't think you look Latino. Yeah, and I'm like, and I know I'm gay. Yeah, I'm people.
2: <laughs> well, I know I'm Latino too, but like, you don't. I mean, you don't, clap you don't it put things in your mouth. Yeah. I mean, I guess I don't know.
1: And but I don't yeah. feel white enough, honestly. <laughs> yeah. No, and it's weird because I come from like the whitest family. You know, it's like my parents are Renaissance <laughs> Fair people. My parents don't listen to any music from this century they listen to like <laughs> a- 1800s folk music truly my mom was in a folk dancing troupe my stepdad's in a folk da- folk band literally i'm like i i feel like i grew up like my culture's like gangs of new york because it's like the eight late 1800s in my <laughs> yeah. parents household um but i don't i also growing up like uh they didn't listen to rock music like like i literally am still like janice joplin who, what is what is a bob dylan like i don't <laughs> i don't understand like a lot of these larger i mean it's not the same but i don't know yeah. her but it is <laughs> funny that i'm like i or like with other friends like pop culture i should say specifically pop culture my parents do not know or cannot yeah. identify yeah. anybody yeah and uh so i remember too like even like my friend's parents would try to make conversation with my parents and it would be like they have nothing to say to each other oh, wow. and they would just like be like okay well because you know someone would be like hey how's that football game and my stepdad's like who is that? <laughs> like, don't, you know. um, wow. But the culture you, yeah, you're raised in, or like the values, mm-hmm. you know, it's very, uh, I don't know, it's a lot to unpack
0: here. I, I do know. remember one time my mom was like, her one, I mean, I'm sure there was many others, but the one vivid memory I have of her attempt to like make sure that I held on to my black culture was that she gave me a Harriet Tubman comic book. <laughs> which that exists um, and you you know it wasn't her it was like not at all like she wasn't a superhero or anything yeah. she just it was just the story of Harriet Tubman told in comic book format and i think my mom was like this is the, she'll like this like i don't know why that version for me but yeah that i remember that i remember you know cuz she gets a, a a brick thrown at her head you oh, know God, yeah. pow you know comic
1: yeah
0: and uh yeah oh boy did you have
1: um did you have black dolls growing up (laughs) i just asked because my my best yes my best friend is raising her daughter she lives in new orleans and she has like three white daughters and they uh they all have black dolls and they Uh only have black dolls and they love their black like they won't have anything else um the weird
0: thing is i don't know where it came from i i'm not sure but so my my dad um for a while was um dating a woman who she had a daughter she the daughter was two years younger than me so we like spent a lot of time together and i remember her daughter would always pick the white dolls and it would make me so angry Mm. because she was black i was like why are you picking the white dolls you're black you shouldn't want the black dolls so at that it wasn't until that point that i realized that i even cared um but i also i did have so my first my first ever like stand-up set was about my mom getting me the American Girl doll oh. adding. Yeah. And she not only did she get me this doll, so like the dolls, when you would get the doll, like um you'd open it up and then of course there was like a full magazine yeah. to, to sell you more shit for the doll. Yeah. And, and her backstory and her like Yes. Yeah. And so one of the things you could buy was clothes so that you can look like your doll and let me just back up and say that addie is was the first black american girl doll and obviously everybody like all the dolls the whole thing behind the dolls was that they were telling stories from like 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 somewhat fictionalized versions of real stories um for from girls from different parts of american history Mm -hmm. this girl was a slave Mm. and she like i guess escaped with her family and her name was Addie. and so my mom um like i like i like the clothes i like i you know I, I was born to be in a period <laughs> piece and um so my mom she actually made me the costume like she made mom. me two two or three costumes to look like the doll because we did not have enough money to buy them, and yeah. she made They're them, also insanely expensive. They're very expensive. Like, fuck off, yeah. Dolls. yeah. Wow. So my mom made them f- one for me and then one for my cousin, and I was in like fifth grade and I wore these to class pictures. So wow. wait, wait. <laughs> Are you saying you were? Yes, no. Yes, picture it as a little slave girl. Yes, yes, I was. Yes, I was. Yes, 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 Yes I was. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) yes. It was like do you you know you, you scan you
2: know. <laughs> and it's
1: 1990 like, oh wait it's 1890 <laughs> okay wait in my mom okay I because I think because I had um I had the Kirsten she's a little Swedish girl and it, you can see what they look like like the trailers or whatever uh-huh. so it, how do you, she, she has like a white like a white blouse is that right or like so a, the one that I had was like, like a it was peasant like blouse a kind of? white
0: no it was like a white kind of like a piratey blouse it had like okay. loose sleeves and like kind of like a little you know cravat. Like Yeah. And then there was like a blue jacket and a matching blue skirt with a petticoat and then like tall black lace up boots that (laughs) I wore to fifth grade
2: pictures. (laughs) 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 Have you ever posted these pictures?
0: I think I have. I think I have them and you the wildest to. thing to me is like I thought back to that time and you know because I, I mean you would think you'd be traumatized by all the things that nobody said anything. <laughs> well
1: okay so n- now that you're because in my mind it's like you a it
0: <laughs> yeah everybody went with it <laughs>
1: <laughs> that okay but what you're describing is a little bit different because I'm thinking like when I think of little slave, bra- it's like usually like a like a tattered peasant blouse with like a long brown like potato sack skirt yeah. and then like a head wrap or something. I know. And that's I mean, like the like stock uniform. Right and of. the th- thing is, but like at the end, look. But she was eighteen. But then she was eighteen hundreds. It was so, still nineteen ninety. <laughs> I know, proud. I know, I know. I'm just like trying to. I'm literally trying to imagine you in your little.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was like it was like it was like uh, the but suburbs. Honestly, the color purple. The suburbs. <laughs> like that's for But picture. you were
1: feeling yourself so hard, right? Like you were like, oh
0: my god, I like can't I was tell like, me anything. Uh, uh, you can't touch me. <laughs> what was your hair? What, what, what is her hair? Um, I think I had it like oh half up, half down with like
2: a little like matching blue I, bow. I literally
1: am. I have to Google this immediately. I have pictures of it. <laughs> yeah.
2: Wait, I, I, I'm coming around to see.
1: Okay. It's like it's cute. It's I totally honestly, though, I get why you like it. There is something I swear there is a face for all little girls. It's 1800s. There's little like bloomers. Yeah. There's black patent leather like boots. <laughs> I don't know what it oh. is.
2: Oh yeah, it That's looks like, good. It looks, I mean, it looks. It's still crazy. It, yeah.
1: Because
2: yeah. yeah. I'm now picturing it in giant human form. Because <laughs> <Yes.
0: laughs> it's very
2: like, it's almost like this could be. Oh my god. <laughs> editorial.
1: Like, <laughs> yeah. it, 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 <laughs> no, literally, you were in lemonade. Yeah. So, and you just yeah. you loved it. Oh my god! Did you wear yes. it? At, well, did you wear it daywear elsewhere? I'm sure I did. <laughs> I'm
0: sure I did. And I had like multiple, like I had that outfit and I had it like her Christmas dress. Oh, and which so, I thought was uh, really cute. Actually, oh, yeah. Actually. Well, <sighs> oh <God>. I wore <laughs> also a dress.
2: <laughs> I wore bell bottoms, very big <laughs> ones, not like little, very big bell bottoms <laughs> to ninth grade art school. Me too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. With my Welitos poncho that he had from Mexico. Nice. And huaraches and, oh, and I thought that that was.
1: The coolest you had your really long kind of froey hair. Uh, no, I had that it a- cut
2: short for that day. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I look back on that, and I was like, "That's just weird." <laughs> I was just some kid in a in like a very Mexican but '70s outfit. <laughs>
1: In my mind, everything I'm wearing in the 90s, I was always wearing a silver jumpsuit. I wasn't. No, I kind of was. It was the millennium. You were just alien. I literally had silver Uh, tearaway track pants that I would just wear, not even to volleyball, just all the time.
2: Katie, were you the girl in your school who the stuff that you wore, people were like, that is really cute. Like everyone loved what you wore.
1: I don't feel like I got... I feel like I was like generic in 2000s. Like it was a lot of black pants with chunky wedges uh-huh. and like a cardigan. Oh, okay, Cause you know? I always pictured
2: you in like the coolest new, like neon capri, you know,
1: I, oh, I did have a collection of capris and tank tops and <laughs> matching totally... flip flops. Okay. There, I bought all the old Navy pastel tank tops and I bought all the old Navy pastel matching flip.
2: flops. Oh, <laughs> and,
1: and honey, every day I matched my eyeshadow to my shirt. So I was like, imagine a lavender eye, a lavender tank, and a lavender flip-flop. That was like my,
2: my go-to. So you were this girl.
1: Also, as a child who spent so much time in costumes, which my Instagram, you guys can check it out, is 90% me in Didn't costumes. did you go to
2: prom as Moulin Rouge?
1: I did yeah. I did <laughs> I told you this is you I did the girl. yes I also wore a black wig to one prom I don't know why I was like Velma Kelly I thought it, uh, it didn't look like it looked like I was trying to cosplay Asian but that was <gasps> <laughs> because I was wearing because it was the 90s on, tw- 2000s no and I was wearing like an Asian print like skirt remember those were cool like that kind oh of, yeah. Like, fun. yeah yeah
2: yeah Scarlett Johansson's crazy. Scarlett Johansson is straight up like, I'm not <laughs> sorry.
1: She's literally, She's like, as an Asian trans woman, I'm not she, sorry. No, she's like,
2: I should be able to play Asian. Like, she she's literally like, said that in the interview. She said,
0: I, I should be able to play a tree if it's a tree. And like, yeah. Oh mm-hmm. my God. <sighs> but mm-hmm. yeah, wow, that her. is so funny Uh, yeah it's my origin story (laughs) but
2: in talking about your podcast can you tell us of the episodes that you've done like any interesting experiences that you've had Mm -hmm. like kind of getting this started yeah any hiccups you know
0: um well let's see i i mean we did have um one there's so there's two episodes that i'm like the the people, they came on with something that they wanted to talk about and that they know a lot about. And it's something that, you know, so like there's an episode of bla- about black hair. And mm-hmm. I mean, for obvious reasons, I do know a lot about that. I mean, I want the podcast to be like inclusive. So at some points there are going to be things that I probably do know a lot about or I do know yeah. something about, but you can always learn. Um, it, it was interesting, though, in that particular episode, because Both um, my guest and my co-host, they both had seen the movie Black Hair, I mean Good Hair by Mm. Chris Rock. Yeah, and um, they at one point, um, my co-host who who is white, um, she was like, "You have have you seen it? It's so good." I was like, I was like, I I have a standard response when people ask me that, which is, "I've lived it." Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Um, (laughs) totally. But they did start talking about things about the. Honestly, they they didn't convince me to watch it because yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> was it all stuff that you already knew? You're well,
0: like- I think the issue, and this is something that I thought in the back of my mind, but I didn't really say a lot because I didn't want to discourage people from watching that movie. You know, especially because I haven't seen it. Like I right. can't yeah. say don't watch it, but it is on the one hand, while you know, apparently he is presenting a lot of important interesting information there is this thing of like but it's coming from the voice of a black man so what is what are his assumptions about it what are what are his blind what are his biases like what are what are his blind spots about it and sure enough you know my guest you know pointed out she's like you know he has this bent as he's talking about it as as if you know like when he's talking about how much money black women spend on their hair and all this stuff, he's he she, he presents it in a way with, where it's like how this is so stupid, like frivolous, and you're like actually yeah, and he's she's like but he's he doesn't understand what it's like mm. to be working constantly trying to seem beautiful, not even like forget this forget society. How do you appear beautiful to yourself? Mm. How can you, even if you like we we're talking about being going natural, like going natural is, you know, you you stop putting chemicals in your hair, right? And um, you know, like, but if you don't have the length that you want right away, it it may take a while before you feel beautiful to yourself, before you actually can look yourself in the mirror and think, I do look attractive this way. Or maybe you can't wait. Maybe you need to put maybe you end up putting something back in your hair or getting braids or whatever because you can't get to that point or it takes too long to get to the point where you feel like I look beautiful to me. And that's something that I think it can it's not intuitive for a black man mm. to understand. They that's would have to hear it all. from somebody else, like yeah. from a woman, woman's perspective. Right.
1: I would well, I'm excited about that episode because I am so, um, I don't want to sound, you know, but like it, I, it, I'm i very interested when women, when black women talk about it. And I, I feel like you've talked about it some, a little bit with me, but like that journey and that it's such an emotional experience and like what the physicality of like reclaiming that is. Mm-hmm. It just, I, it's when you told me you shaved your head, mm-hmm. I was like, wow, like not, not even like as a black woman, I was just like, as a woman, like I was like, that is very powerful. And like a lot of people or a lot of women don't go through that experience you know and, yeah and men in
2: general yeah. just
1: can't i mean yeah me way. and britney spears look
0: we have so much in common,
1: <laughs> but legit. This is this is gonna be. It's not. It's not. It's not technically racist, but but black women do looks very beautiful. I mean, like, no. The
2: I, I am starting stuff with. This, this is, is not technically.
1: This is not racist. Tec-
2: Okay, hear me out.
1: What I'm saying. No, but in Black Panther, when they have all the the soldier women and oh, they're yeah. like all like short hair, like it yes. looks amazingly like regal. And then th- what I'm saying is like. Two wild women. One is a Britney, and one is I don't know the head name of the soldier in Black Panther, but yeah. we look different That's all I'm saying. And that's racist towards white people, I think. I think. Is there anything you would like to promote? Anything we haven't covered? Anything you want to say?
0: I really would love, yeah, people to listen to my podcast. It's for everybody. I mean, it's funny. I, I really, I want it to be fun and funny. I mean, if you're looking for like hardcore facts, I mean that's what Google is for. <laughs> I will say this: uh, every six months or so, I do Google. Like, um, I'll I just type in. Um, you know, like what do black people, and then to see what the Google <laughs> fills in like I, just because it tells you what people are looking for, like yeah. what are they searching for on Google? What are people in their homes too afraid to ask a black person uh, but have been thinking about like that's what the <laughs> that's what the rest of the search tells you, and it's wild. like I've seen you know why do why do black people have yellow eyes? What um, exactly? Why do why do black people um, uh, not you know sunburn? Why do black
2: people wash meat?
0: <laughs> That's so weird. Wait,
2: why black people don't have yellow eyes? If if a person has yellow eyes, they have a they're a wolf. No no no. <laughs> <laughs> that, that means there's something medically Jaundice. wrong with
0: them. Yeah. Like- well, there are some black people who like there's, I think it is like a melanin that's in their eyes that makes their oh. eyes a little bit different shade. They're not like pure, pure, pure Yellow? white. Yeah oh um okay i was thinking thinking of something yeah but yes yes it 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 could be a sign but yeah yeah, so but it's just very strange like the things that people are too afraid to ask and i and i so anyway i i hope those people listen to this podcast i hope people that you know probably think they know but you know maybe could learn a little more They just think
1: they know but they have no idea yes mtv diaries yes is that (laughs) right no day in the life anyway made i don't know is there anything you wanted to ask a black person, John? <laughs>
2: I, I mean, I have. I'm the number. wrong one. <laughs> I have number. the last question I asked you was about very something very important. It was about payment. <laughs> yes. Okay.
1: Well, Crystal, thank you so We're much. Business <laughs> Yeah. Um, oh, where can we find you yes. on social media and your podcast?
0: yes um you can find the podcast um on itunes and spotify and follow the the page there are very funny memes on there it's black card rehab on twitter and instagram and then i'm everywhere at the dark crystal
1: yeah and check out her stand up look up her clip very, very funny. funny very funny yeah please go see her all right guys until then stay black <laughs> just kidding
2: living yeah.
1: living Rob. living with jonathan and, and katie